Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the podcast. We've got a really cool episode. We have a guest. His name's Andrew. He owns these three really cool trucks. He's got a first-gen Cummins Dually that it's an immaculate truck, a Ford OBS, and then also a third-gen 5.9 Cummins that he's built into kind of a, a do-it-all truck for off-roading, going camping, fishing, all those sorts of things. And we're going to jump into a podcast where we got most of these questions from Instagram. He was going to come on the podcast. We were super excited and we had asked our fans, Hey, what should we ask him? So these questions are coming from you guys. It was really fun to be able to see the kind of questions that you guys wanted to know about these three different trucks. Did want to let all of you know, I wasn't in the studio for this episode. So my audio is a little bit different than the other 200 plus episodes that we've done. But Andrew sounds crystal clear and and uh, like I said, it was really cool learning the stories behind these trucks. We've been following for a long time, and I didn't know a lot of this information, so it was great to chat with them. Before we get to the podcast, though, we want to encourage you guys that you know, whether you have an old truck, a new truck, if you're looking to increase the performance or do maintenance and, and keep it running, you definitely need to head on over to alligatorperformance.com. They have tons of parts, whether it's performance, maintenance, getting a little bit more torque out of your truck, whether it's a Cummins, Duramax, or PowerStroke. They got a ton of sales that are running all the time, so make sure you sign up for their newsletter and you'll get those notifications right away. All right, let's get to the podcast with Andrew and learning about these three different trucks that he has. Andrew, welcome to the Beast Podcast. I'm excited to have you on today and actually be able to chat with you in depth about your trucks. I've been following your page for quite a long time and one, love the photography and then two, what you've done with a, a series of Cummins and PowerStroke trucks. Thank you uh, so much for having me on. I feel like I'm definitely not interesting enough to be on the podcast, but I'm honored that you would uh, have me on here. <laughs> the hardest part, I was thinking, all right, which truck are we going to talk about first? And people on YouTube are going to see, you know, the, the picture of your truck and you're on our podcast cover, and I know you got a lot of followers on Instagram. But I thought we could start with your third gen, and I wanted to have you give a bit of background on what your 590 is and then, you know, if there's a story about how you came across that truck or gravitated towards it, and then just things you've done over the years to it. Yeah, so that truck's been a, a long, long project. Um, I had a two-wheel drive F-150, uh, and I just, I, it wasn't working for me. I kept getting stuck. I didn't have enough power. And so I wanted to get into, a, you know, a, an actual four-wheel drive diesel. Um, and so I kind of set out looking for the perfect year truck. And I really like the third gens because they're pre-emissions. Um, but the early third gens, I wasn't super fond of the interior, so I was trying to find an 06 to early 07 truck. So you get the 5.9 common rail, um, you can do EFI live with the new like CAN bus system, but you don't have, you know, like some of the, I don't know, I didn't like the interior on the older truck. So it's, it's like that year and a half span where you kind of get this like perfect sweet spot of an updated interior, a little bit different exterior with the big headlight, kind of is like a more... 
I think, modern-looking truck, um, but you still get the pre-emissions fun of having a 5.9. So I looked for probably like six to eight months to try and find my truck. Um, and ended up finding a guy in Sacramento. It was like a single-owner truck. He had bought it in like, you know, off a lot, uh, took amazing care of it. He was a mechanic. And I called, I think, 20 minutes after he posted the ad, and I was like the eighth person that had called. Wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a little crazy, but ended up talking with him and ended up actually flying up to Sacramento and driving the truck home. Um, so it was, it was quite a process to get it, but I really wanted to find one that was clean, well cared for and, and kind of served as like the good starting platform for what I wanted to do with it, which is kind of make like a do-it-all truck, right? one that like looked good but was also super functional for what I was trying to do with it in terms of like off-road and camping and just daily driving. That's always been one of the tough parts. I think as the years have gone on, and I agree with you, I really like the 06, early 07, third-gen style. And just as time has passed, it can be so hard to find either a one-owner truck or something with lower time mileage or one that's not modified, you know, like crazy where, you know, you may be getting more power than you want or that you need or, you know, just a project truck. So it seems to be one of the harder things to find out there is, is those, uh, those clean third-gen trucks. Yeah, I mean, the really hard thing to find is just someone that's cared for the truck. Um, I mean, they're, they're work trucks, right? So a lot of people work them, they use them as a tool. And so it's, it's hard to find one that's been cared for with detailed maintenance records that you can tell the owner really valued the truck. And, like, I don't mind so much if the truck's been modified as long as I can tell that it's been cared for. But finding one that's been cared for is definitely getting harder and harder. It seems to be... Well, I think it's hard with all diesel trucks, like you said, they're tools, and most people use them for towing work and stuff. But for the Rams, it's really tough. Like, I think they're worked really hard. And so, you know, seeing some of them, you know, come up with 40, 50, 60,000 miles where the owner has all those records, it's, it's, it can be rare. Yeah. The, um, now, for, you know, like off-roading and camping, things like that, what kind of upgrades did you do to it, you know, throughout the years to make it more capable in the way that you used it? Yeah, so I kind of did things backwards. Like, most people, when they buy, you know, a new truck, the first thing they do is add power to it. Um, I went kind of the other direction, and I went for suspension. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. That's where I'm from. And out here, everything's about, you know, off-road, desert, whether it's crawling or high-speed stuff. Um, and so... I did a lot of research trying to figure out what to put on the truck, and I wasn't so much after, like, a lift kit. I really wanted, like, performance suspension. Um, and so I actually went to uh, the guys at CJC Off-Road, and I had them install a Carly pin-top system. Um, so that was a 3-inch height system with fully options. So that's, like, the progressive rear leaf spring, 2.5-inch uh, Carly Tune kink shocks, um, Carly control arms, uh, custom-rate springs in the front, um, track bar, cardly torsion sway bar, pretty much the whole nine yards, and ended up actually going back and upgrading again to the 3.0 Dominator system. So that's the three-inch Aminer King shocks, um, just for a little bit better off-road ride, because I, I use the truck. I'm not trying to beat on it, but I, I'm a big mountain biker, so I use the truck to go camping and exploring, and just I love taking the truck out in the dirt and you know going places that I couldn't normally get. And so that makes it pretty comfortable to do that. It's a really, really capable system, but I can still tow a truck. I can still daily drive it. It's really functional. Um, it's not super tall. Um, so it's, it's actually a really good 
setup where you kind of get the best of both worlds, where you get incredible off-road performance, but still, you know, very functional daily driving and towing and stuff. Now, one of the things that has really stood out with your Instagram pages is amazing pictures of the third gen off-road, different places you go, amazing backgrounds. And then I can contrast it with the next truck, which is your first-gen dually, which is like this pristine first-generation truck that looks like it was a time machine. And I, I, I remember seeing a story or a little bit of background on it, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. How did you find such a clean first-gen dually like, like the one that you did? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I used up like an entire lifetime of good luck. I, at the time, I had like a, a really beat-up 91 and a half uh, first gen. It was a you know a fun project. Like I was going through it, trying to fix everything up. You know, it, it lived a rough life, uh, and I always loved cruising Craigslist. And I was driving out to my girlfriend's grandparents' house uh, out in Ranch Cucamonga, and I was like, you know what? I'll just take Craigslist. Like that area usually has some fun stuff in it. I'll just look before I drive. Uh, and I saw a listing for an estate sale, um, and it had no pictures. It just was you know all written out with like tons of you know tables, chairs, this, that, and the other thing. And at the bottom of the ad, it's a 1993 D350 Cummings with a G in it. Um, and I always joke that like when you see the ad with a G in it, you know it's probably like an old grandpa truck. Um, and so I, I went out there and I showed up a half hour before the estate sale opened just on a hunch because um, I had no photos or anything to go off of and peeked over the fence and I saw that truck sitting underneath the tree. And it was uh, just an immaculate 1993 uh, D350. It was the, the base level trim package with the five-speed manual, um, and the guy that owned it had a camper shell on it. And he basically he bought it in 93, custom ordered it because he knew it was the last year, um, and basically just used it to camp and travel around the southwest. So we had like a shell on it, and pretty much it has all highway miles just from the original owner uh, traveling around the southwest. Um, and he had fallen and broken his hip, uh, and so his brother came in to help with the estate sale, he hadn't passed. He was just, he'd gone into a retirement home and his health was kind of faltering. So they decided to sell the house and kind of sell all of the possession stuff. Um, and so that truck was part of it. So the, uh, his, the brother's daughter looked up online what the truck was worth and they were asking four grand for it. And I'd somehow managed to talk them down to 3,800 uh, and, and walked away with that truck for 3,800, which is an absolute steal. Like I, I, don't know. I don't think that would ever happen again. But the uh, the owner is very passionate about it. He loved that truck so much and had just beyond thorough, meticulous records of everything that he'd ever like. Every trip that he had done in the truck, he had logged where he went, what the weather was like, the mileage on the truck, what fuel he put in, where he stopped for fuel. Like I've never seen anything like it. Um, and so the it was really cool to I actually got to speak with him on the phone and talk with him a little about the truck and how much it meant to him and. He was a, an avid TDR reader, uh, and so he was like, hey, in the house, I got a bunch of TDRs. Like, have my brother go in, and I'll give you my collection. And it was a really cool experience, too, just to chat with him and, you know, tell him that I, I had no plans of reselling the truck or anything. Like, I, had, I understand, like, what, how valuable that truck is, and my goal is just to preserve it as best I possibly can and enjoy it. So that's kind of what I've tried to do, but it was definitely a really cool experience to talk with the owner and, you know, see his passion for the truck and, you know, his, one of his final things he said to me before I hung up was, please take care of it. You know, that truck means the world to me, and I want to make sure that, you know, your kids get to see it one day. So 
it's a really cool and humbling experience when you get to meet someone who has an incredible passion for their vehicle and the detailed records like that. And it's, it's more than just something to go from point A to point B because, you know, you have a passion for trucks and, and preserving them and, and you capture them exceptionally well in photography. And so when you were telling me that, I was like, that would be so cool. I would love to just stand there and listen to like the, the stories of yeah. you know, driving, you know, from California to Arizona or wherever he went. And then, you know, knowing everything that happened with the truck, it's, it's so cool. That was one of the coolest parts, actually, is because he had all these logbooks and maps when I cleaned the truck out, because he, he had fallen and broken the set, so the truck, when I picked it up, was exactly how he left it. I mean, like, literally, every, there was, like, a drink in the cup holder. So it was interesting, like, as I was cleaning it out, I was able to go through his maps and his records, and he kept logs, and I could see, like, all the places he went and, like, the fuel stations he stopped at, and it's kind of cool. Like, I've driven the truck, uh, you know, on some, like, shorter road trips and stuff, and it's fun, like, I'll purposely try and go to the same fuel stations and stuff, and it, it was really cool to actually get the story behind the truck. You know, normally when you buy a used truck, you really don't know what's happened to it, and with that one, I was able to kind of track back and see all the places he's been in it, see his detailed maps, his notes, all that stuff, so it definitely added a lot of, like, depth and story to the truck. Has the truck needed any, any sort of repairs or, or anything outside of normal maintenance since you had it, or is it just pretty much, you know, fluids and filter changes when i bought it it had seventy-two thousand miles on it so it obviously had sat a lot so it's had just the usual like i've had to do valve cover gaskets i had to do the rear main seal um when i did the rear main i did the clutch just because i had everything out um but other than that it's it it's actually still on the original brake pads which is crazy um like i think the fronts are, i'll probably change them this year um but at this point it's still on the original brake pads i think i have 84,000 miles in the truck now. Um, so it, it really hasn't needed much um, other than just basic fluid changes, all that kind of stuff, you know, hoses, that kind of thing, basic maintenance. I love how it, it, it's literally like a time machine. Like, it just, there's something about the simplicity of the way those trucks came from the factory and to see it all these decades later and, you know, some of the pictures and things that you've done with it, it's, it's just it grabs my attention almost more than a new truck does because it's it's like a time machine. It's like I'm going back to 1993. Totally. And the um, what was really interesting is before this podcast, you know, we posted up on Instagram, hey, what questions should we ask Andrew? And so there's a total of three trucks for anyone who didn't see the post. And so we talked a little bit about the third gen, we talked about the first gen, Julie. Now there's a Ford OBS that you have. We know there's a lot of Ford OBS fans out there. And I've seen some pictures of it. I don't know the story of that or any sort of background, but if you could tell us a little bit about that truck. Yeah, so I've, I've always, for some reason, loved that OBS Ford body style. Um, something about that as a kid growing up in the 90s just really captivated me. Like, I, was, I would draw that all the time obsessively as a kid. Like, I would draw that body style truck. I would put wheels on it. I would, you know, whatever I could do as a kid. Um, and so that body has just stuck with me, and so I've always been looking for that truck, um, you know, just anywhere that I could find. And I happened to stumble, you know, again, just stumbled on one on Craigslist and decided to jump on it, and it was uh, a pretty clean uh, truck, you know, 94,000 miles, and, and just jumped on it. But it was one of those things where, like, there's trucks that kind of captivate you as a kid, and you have that special bond and attachment to them just because of, 
the way that you felt as a kid. You remember growing up and idolizing them, and that truck is definitely one of them. Um, so that's been on my, my car bucket list for a long time. I'd heard the, the guys from uh, Complete Performance, CP Attic, they've been the podcast a series of times, and they're huge Ford OBS guys and, and have a business you know, dedicated all to OBS trucks. And they had mentioned that about how we all have known someone who had one of those trucks. And I was seeing about it, and I'm like, I remember being a kid and seeing it was like the two-tone, like the red and white. But I remember that sticking out in my head as just something so cool and awesome. And it was, it was a four-door, which was way back then was kind of rare. There were yeah. a lot of, you know, four-door trucks. And it, it's really interesting, you know, that you mentioned that. And I know, like, just scrolling through, you know, the pictures you have of these trucks, it's like I have three different amazing trucks to look at. And I think a lot of your audience and the people who commented on our post of what to ask you, they got a ton of questions, and I think we can, I think we can get through all these. And I wanted to kind of rattle them off. There's no particular order, but this is what people wanted to know about your truck setups. So this one gentleman had asked, which truck would you keep, sell, and blow up? <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's like a practical answer and then there's like <laughs> practically obviously the third gen would be like the best truck to keep because it can do everything but in reality like if I had one I think it would be the first gen just because it's such a special like the historical significance of that truck the story with it like if I had to keep any truck because I knew I would never be able to get one again it would be that one um, I don't know between the third gen, oh, yeah, that's hard. I think uh, I think it'd probably be as weird as it sounds. Easiest for me to say goodbye to the third gen because I could know I could do that project again. Like I could find another clean third gen. I could build it again. Like that's that's doable. But uh, that's a tough question. This other one, we get a lot, a lot of either emails or direct messages. And for people who listen to the podcast, and we, you know, one episode we talk about an older truck, and then on the next one we're talking about a 2020. Um, but they had asked, would you get a brand-new Dodge over your first-gen truck? I get that question a lot, too. And, and like, for my, my personal enjoyment of vehicles isn't just having them and leaving them. Like, I love to tinker on them. I love to fix things. I love to do upgrades. I love to – I don't know, I just like the experience of the ownership that goes beyond just driving it. Um, and so for me, having, like, three older trucks is a lot more fun than having a new one. You know, like, if I – took what I had into the three trucks and added it up, I still couldn't buy a new truck. Um, and if I did, I would just have a stock truck. Um, and so for me, it's, it's actually cool to have the older trucks where you can, you can play with stuff. You can, you know, still put an exhaust on them. You can do, you know, fun stuff like that and not have to worry about it. It's more of a project and more of an experience. Like, that's, that's what I like about vehicle ownership is the experience and not just using it to get from point A to point B. This next one's this one's probably going to be another tough one too. Is he said, "What is one thing you don't like about your first gen?" Ooh, <laughs> one thing I don't like about my first gen, hands down, is that it's two wheel drive. Um, obviously, I, I it's just too nice, too original. I mean, it's literally completely and totally original. So I would never four wheel drive swap that truck, um, just because I I don't want to mess with it at all. But I definitely would love it to be four wheel drive, just for the look, for the functionality. Um, just even backing up and pulling my trailer, it's really hard with the two-wheel drive truck. Sometimes I'll have to get the third gen, actually, and, like, pre-get the trailer out for the, for the first gen to tow it. So, 
maybe the uh, maybe the next project with uh, with some of the luck that you have finding these trucks. That might I, be it, the next one. <laughs> it's just obsessive checking of like uh, Craigslist. Like I have a, a C Pro app on my phone that will like give me alerts for different postings, and then Search Tempest is like another great online tool where you can search Craigslist across multiple states. Um, and I have like alerts set for that. It's just it's just fun for me. Like I like I like seeing like what you can find and what pops up and all that stuff. This next one, this is this will be a good one. If you could if you could do anything differently on any of your truck builds, what would it be? Ooh, hands down the third gen. Uh, definitely after everything I've done to it. I mean I've literally gone to that truck end to end, but what it's lacking is power stuff. So I would love to do just like basic turbo. EFI Live, um, maybe injectors, and like a built trans would be like the, the last end piece on that. As far as the other two, the OBS definitely needs uh, some suspension work. I think anyone that owns a, like an F350 with the leaf spring front and rear knows how rough those trucks ride, so definitely would be cool to do uh, some suspension stuff on that truck. And then the first one, I just want to leave it as is. Maybe wheels and tires, but that truck's just staying. I answered one of the other questions. I wanted to ask if you're going to keep the first gen in stock appearance, which I think that one, it's, that, that's where it, it, it needs to be as clean as it is and the story behind it and everything. It's just the way it looks is perfect as it sits. Yeah, my, my thing has always been like with any, any build that I do, it's, it's always I like to have things that I can revert back to original. You know, like my taste changes, someone else's taste changes, and I always hate like when you get a used truck and someone did something that's irreversible, right? They like cut something off or they, you know, welded something on. Right at that point, like, you've altered the originality of the truck and you, you can't go back. So you've officially just, that's it. It's that way forever. Um, and I, I really like kind of preserving the trucks as best I can at least. Uh, and so with, like, the first-gen stuff, I've always done stuff that doesn't permanently alter anything. You know, like, with the OBS, I added lights. But instead of drilling two holes for switches, I made, like, a little switch box so it's mounted totally off the dash. Uh, just, like, little things like that that try and keep the trucks as original as possible. I know that the Cummins guys that are listening, they're like, okay, we talked about a first gen, we talked about a third gen, and this last question we got was, would you get a second gen Cummins? 100%. And would you get a 12-valve? Yes, I mean, I think like most guys, right, I'd be looking for a P-pump 12-valve, so like 94 to 98, um, just because of how easy it is to add power on those trucks. They have the, the fun of the uh, the 12 valve. Everything's, you know, mechanical. Um, but, yeah, that would definitely – it's on my bucket list. We'll see. Are they you – know, as far as, you know, looking for them, would you say they're even harder to find kind of that lower mileage, clean, detailed record second-gen versus third-gen 5.9 you look for? Yeah. I mean, because they're like that weird – they're that kind of like weird in between where – like the interiors, like the plastics were really cheap. Um, they were like, you know, a little more fragile than like the first gen trucks, but they weren't quite as far along as like the third gen trucks where it's still easy, easy-ish to find them in good shape. Um, a lot of those second gens got worked hard. They got beat up. They have cracked dashes. You know, like they're, they're definitely uh, work trucks. So I feel like it's a little tricky to find those in good shape. I've looked from time to time, probably over the last five or six years, and it can be, it can be so hard to find a 12-valve, a little clean, something that would be a good basis, either to, you know, keep looking original as you do or just something that would be fun. It's just, it seems so hard. I know they're out there, and, 
you know, you just got to take time looking for them. But that's that's always been one I've gravitated towards is that 94 to 98 regular cab, long bed, four-wheel drive that would just, I don't know why, but that always stuck in my head from being a kid is something cool. Maybe it was the sound. They sounded so different back then versus anything Yeah, I, I on think the road. look, too, like just the, the body design of the second gens is so iconic. And, like, I mean, at the time, that was a really revolutionary body change that, uh, that Chrysler did. And so, like, the, the way that those trucks changed the look of trucks in the 90s, I think, kind of stuck, right? It's the same thing as the OBS, where, like, that body style just sticks with you when you see it as a, as a kid. But definitely that body is, is a special place in my heart, for sure. Now, as far as, you know, anyone who's listening that may not have been on your page, what is the best way to find you know, what you're doing, your projects, pictures of the trucks, tons of different things? You know, you stay really busy with, with these these three trucks and things that you're doing. I know people are going to want to follow you. How can they find you on Instagram? Yeah, so my Instagram is avvblanc, or A-V-V-B-L-A-N-C. Um, and then I also have a YouTube channel called Just Diesels. Um, I've actually just started that in January, but I've been playing around with making some videos and stuff just because it's, it's kind of fun. So I've been doing, like, reviews and, I don't know, just some fun basic stuff with the trucks on there too. So that's kind of been another fun way to share uh, share the projects and everything else. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of a lot of great information that you have on there, which is, like, that's, that's the kind of performance or modification that I gravitate towards. I love the go-fast you know, 2,000, 3,000 horsepower trucks. But I've always had a passion for a truck that looks like it was in a time capsule. And you fast forward 20 or 30 years, and just the maintenance, maintaining it, doing small things here and there, that that's always just fascinated me. So, like, the TDR stuff, I remember <laughs> going back in the archives or, like, finding old magazines and stuff, and just loving to read those those kind of things or following your page or, you know, different things like that are so cool for, you know, those of us that appreciate a particular year range of truck or a brand or something we have a connection to. So I think your YouTube page is going to be awesome to see, you know, for third gen, first gen, the OBS, and, you know, if you had a second gen in there one day. Yeah, and it, it's a cool, like, I, you know, I used to be on the forums a lot, and I feel like the forums have kind of died off, but it seems like Instagram and YouTube have kind of filled in the place of those, like, you have the whole community aspect on social media with, like, Instagram, and then you have all the how-tos and stuff now are kind of on YouTube instead of on the forums with pictures. So it's, it's kind of fun to still have that community go somewhere and, and still be able, like, that's how I learned so much stuff about trucks. Pretty much everything I know is from chatting with guys in the forums and, you know, comparing setups and asking questions, and I love that aspect of the community. So it's been cool. Like, I have friends all across the country now that, that are into this stuff, and we ask each other questions and help with different setups, and it is what makes all this so much fun. Well, I appreciate your time, you know, chatting with us and your willingness to come on to the podcast and tell us about these trucks and answer questions that that you know people had had wanted to know about you know, these trucks and your plans for them. And it was it was great to chat with you, and I look forward to seeing you know things you do with all three of them. And, and if you do that second gen one day, I'm definitely going to be following that one close to see what you find. And I can, I'll can, i be jealous you found it first and then have to go, you know, find my own out there and, and you know, jump into a project. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, it's an honor. I really appreciate it.
Don't forget, diesel fans, if you're looking to improve, get more torque or efficiency out of your diesel truck, whether it's old or new or anything in between, make sure and head on over to alligatorperformance.com. Check out what they have. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.